This is the Maxlexia podcast. Here, it's all dyslexia all the time. A place to explore it in all its complex beauty, changing the way we and the world perceive the dyslexic mind. I'm Lori Catella, your host, and I'm ready to help guide you to see and celebrate your own dyslexic brilliance. Together, we will change the world. everyone. Welcome to the Maxlexia podcast and I hope everyone's having a good week this week. I've been very happy to be getting back to in-person sessions with my dyslexic peeps in the office and I have to say it has been absolutely exhilarating and absolutely exhausting all at the same time. So I'm really grateful to be able to be back with people that I haven't seen in over 18 months and it really is really is something that I'm truly grateful for. And it it has just been so much fun. I've moved my office into a bigger space and um, just really trying to proceed with caution forward and taking all the necessary precautions that we need to be safe. And resuming in person has really just been the best thing that's happened in the past two years. So I wish for all of you to be able to move forward and hopefully get back to a little bit better sense of normalcy in your own lives as well. It really is something to celebrate. So moving on with the dyslexic life journey part two, and I might kind of put a few of these together. Um, as we talked about last week from disability to diff ability, really seeing not dyslexia so much as a disability, but rather a different way of approaching things, a different way of seeing things, a different way of solving problems, a different way of approaching academics in school. And so really what I've noticed that comes from those early micro traumas, if they are repetitive and for long periods of time, and usually this is what happens all through a primary school or elementary school, that these messages, whether they are explicit or implicitly delivered, to you have just really settled in and become a part of your inner dialogue and how you write that script of what you tell yourself about yourself on a daily basis. And really that becomes something that can be triggered at any time, really, if you're in your your professional life and someone mentions something about your spelling, perhaps, that can trigger you right back to those early emotional early emotional responses from those academic years where that's the kind of thing that you were feeling a little bit perhaps uh, less than your peers, a little bit incapable of succeeding in in the traditional academic sense. And I think really what happens is over time, all of those little messages that become huge messages become the script of your inner dialogue that runs in your head whether it be in your personal life or your professional life or your academic life, oftentimes that's what gets reverted back to and that's the fallback dialogue that you tell yourself if something doesn't work out, it'll be, well, of course that didn't happen because I'm not smart enough or I'm not good enough or I'm not capable enough of performing whatever it is task that you were trying to accomplish and it's almost like a self-defeating um, it's almost like a self-defeating prophecy where you start to believe the limitations and put those on your life because of what you've been told over and over for so many years and it really does become something that can affect your life for the, for your entire life never being able to live up 
to your full potential. And oftentimes, your report card has said that to you for your entire existence in school, that you're still not working up to your full potential. And I think that starts to become a bit of, you know, I guess a, a bit stuck in the muck as you move through life where it, like I said, you keep falling back on this, on this reality that you believe about yourself. And when things don't work out, it's almost a blame game at that point. Well, of course it didn't work out. I'm not smart enough I, because I have dyslexia. And a lot of that time when you start to say and believe that story, you give the power to that story rather than taking the power for yourself over your own dyslexic life experiences. And for me, what I've been able to do with my dyslexic peeps is really take that and really examine it, first of all, and from there, really pulling that apart and unpacking all of that to rewrite the script with the words that you actually know about yourself, with the things that you actually know that you're brilliant at. And when you start to do that, you start to begin to see what you're actually capable of doing. And once you do that, you're able to live up to your full potential and do exactly what you're meant to do in this world. So um, this will preface a little bit for the next podcast, which is very exciting to honor Dyslexia Awareness Month. I will describe what the Maxlexia mindset is and really how I want every single dyslexic person that I work with or that I meet or that I know to begin to see their dyslexia in a different way. And the world begins to perceive dyslexia in a different way. So until the next time where we will discuss the Maxlexia mindset, take care, everybody. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Maxlexia podcast. If you've got any questions or comments, or if you're looking for more dyslexia-related stories, resources, and information, reach out to me on my website, maxlexia.com. Peace out. See you next time.